Are you ready to know your worth and identity in the body of Christ? Are you ready for kingdom conversations with kingdom people? Welcome to the Recovery to Recovered podcast. I'm your host, Kayla McCall, and I will be guiding you through the word with preaching and teaching and empower you to know who you are in Christ Jesus. I'm going to intercede for you, and I have to go because here's the other thing. You need what's on the inside of me that he who has been with you now is about to be in you. Oh, I ain't even started preaching yet. Y'all just hold on a minute. Y'all just hold on a couple of minutes. But the Holy Spirit is needed. The Holy Spirit is for everybody. Everybody needs him. Unfortunately, some folks feel like they can do things without him, but I've come to tell somebody today, you can't do nothing in the Christian life without the Holy Ghost. You need his gifts. Some people feel like they don't need his gifts. They don't need his guidance. They don't need his help praying. But I came with news for those individuals. You do need him. We have to have him in this life. You have to have the Holy Spirit in your life. He is the one who knows your future, and he is the one who knows your destiny. He is the one that knows your destiny. He is the one that knows my destiny. He is the one that knows this nation's destiny. Oh, come on, son. He's the one that knows every person on the face of the earth's destiny and what it is that they are supposed to accomplish in the earth. So this is one reason why. I want to talk and teach on the Holy Spirit. And it's also because he is one of the most, he, not one of them, he is the most misunderstood part of the Godhead that there is. Come on, y'all. We, we know how to preach the Father. We know how to preach about his love. We know how to preach about his plan of redemption and sending his one and only son so that whosoever would believe in him shall not perish and have everlasting life. We know how to preach Jesus. We know how to preach the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, right? We know how to preach those things. That if you believe in your, with your heart and confess with your mouth that he is Lord, you shall be saved, right? We, we got those things down, right? Come on. And it's easy to teach and preach those things. Watch this, because those are the elementary principles of the kingdom. That's what Hebrews 6 says, that, that those are the elementary things of the gospel, right? We, 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 we should know how to preach repentance by now. We should know how to talk about stop living in sin and, 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 and dead works and all of those things. Like Y'all ought to be teachers by now is what the writer of Hebrews says, but, but y'all still on spiritual milk. You've been in church your whole life, but you couldn't tell one person about Jesus. And I'm not saying any of these things right now to beat you up or condemn you because I know that's none of us in the house. Come on. But here's the thing. That's not to beat you or condemn you up. If it is you, you want to know what you can do? You can change it real quick. You can change it real quick. Just start getting in the presence of God. Just start reading the the word of God and get yourself past the elementary principles. It's time to get past the, the, what is it, fourth grade when elementary ends, third grade, whatever it is. Mama, no. What'd you know, mama? Fifth grade? Okay, fifth grade, elementary. It's time to get past fifth grade in Christ. Help me, Holy Spirit. But we got to get past the elementary principles, right? That's what Hebrews 6 says. And it also says in Hebrews 6 that we are supposed to move on to maturity, right? Move on to maturity things in the Lord. Salvation is simple, but the kingdom is hidden. Ah, 
Salvation is real simple, guys. We have complicated this thing. Believe in your heart, confess with your mouth, and you shall be saved. We have somehow complicated this thing and turned it into behavior modification. Let me tell you, if you really believe in your heart and have confessed with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, behavior modification will just be a part of the kingdom at work on the inside of you called the Holy Ghost. Man, that's good preaching. Salvation is simple, y'all. Salvation is simple, but the kingdom is hidden. The Bible says that the kingdom is wrapped up not in eating or drinking, a.k.a. it's not wrapped up in what you do or what you don't do, but the kingdom of God is wrapped up in righteousness, peace, and joy, guess what, in the Holy Ghost. So that means that the hidden things of God are wrapped up in the Holy Ghost. So you want to know what that means? If you want the kingdom, if you want the hidden things, if you want to move on past the elementary principles of the kingdom of God, then you need to know who the Holy Spirit is. You need to recognize his voice. I am preaching real good right now, a lot better than y'all screaming and shouting. But the kingdom of God is wrapped up in the Holy Ghost. And we're scared to preach them. We're scared to teach them. We got folks talk about you need to put Holy Spirit on the back shelf. Don't let any kind of moves of the Spirit happen in your church. It's not a good church growth plan. Ask Peter what he thinks about moves of the Holy Ghost and speaking in tongues and things like that would do for your church growth plan. It grow 3,000 in about a 10-minute sermonette. Help me, Holy Spirit. Y'all all right? I'm glad to be back. The kingdom is hidden. The kingdom's in the Holy Ghost. So that means the answers to the kingdom are in the Holy Ghost. Jesus, watch this. Jesus never came and preached the message of Jesus. Y'all okay? Jesus never came and preached the message of Jesus. Jesus came and preached the message of the kingdom. He preached about the kingdom. I think there's something to that. The kingdom is light. The kingdom is light. He talked about the kingdom more than anything that he ever talked about. The kingdom, the kingdom, the kingdom. And where is the kingdom? I quoted the script. This is all Bible. If your, your hair's blowed back a little bit, it's okay. Go fact check me. Go read your Bible a little bit and tell me that if Jesus don't talk about the kingdom and didn't preach about himself, he said the kingdom, the kingdom, the kingdom. So I think it's very important that we know who the Holy Ghost is and that we commune with him and that we fellowship with him and learn his voice and do what he says. And so in the first couple of sessions or parts of the Holy Spirit series, we talked about two things, right? Number one is the power. The Holy Ghost came to bring you power. Come on, somebody. Jesus says that you need to wait for it. Jesus says that you need it, that you've got to have it. Don't leave Jerusalem. Don't go anywhere without it. You need to tarry. You need to wait, wait, wait. You've got the gun, but you ain't got no ammo. You better wait for the Holy Ghost. You're going to need this. You can't do it without the power. Guess what, church? You can't overcome sin and that addiction or that thing that you've been facing or that battle that you're facing right now without the power. Come on, somebody. You won't lay hands on the sick without the power. 
power and then recover. You can't face persecution without the power. You can't pray without the power. You can't love your wife like Christ loved the church without the power. Come on, somebody. You can't submit to your husband without the power to do so. You can't submit to your husband or your wife without the You can't get off drugs without the power. Y'all ain't saying it. You can't cast out devils if you ain't got no power. By the way, Jesus says that these signs shall follow them that believe. They'll cast out devils, speak in new tongues, lay their hands on the sick, and they shall recover. But guess what? None of that happens if you ain't got the power of the Holy Ghost. You can't prophesy to your situation without the power. You can't change your situation without the power. Look, guys, we cannot do the Christian life without the power of the Holy Spirit at work on the inside of us. I wish I had about 10 people right now who would thank God that they've got some power. I wonder if I got any power, spirit-filled Christians in the house today that'll say, God, I want your power. God, I need your power. God, I've got to have the power. I'm tired of living in addiction. I'm tired of walking in compromise. God, I need the power. Number two, watch this. We talked about Pentecost Sunday and the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And people got baptized in the Holy Spirit in this place with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And we talked about that being the physical, initial physical evidence or the fruit or the proof that you have been baptized in the Holy Ghost. We had a young girl. She'd been praying for the baptism of the Holy Spirit for months. And right out here at this tent the other night, she lifted her hands. I didn't even have to lay hands. I said, lift your hands. And she began to pray in the Holy Ghost. Come on, somebody. We need the power of the Holy Spirit. You need the Holy Ghost. You need a prayer language because in the English language, you will eventually run out of things to say. But when you got a robot in your spirit, you ain't going to run out of things to say and the bible says that you are actually speaking mysteries in the spirit you're praying for things that you know not i ain't even on this topic today but i'm gonna talk about it for just a second romans 8 says that the holy ghost prays for the things that you know not that you need to pray for with utterances and groanings that cannot be understood come on y'all we need the baptism of the holy ghost y'all remember the demonstration of the cup of water right Because I believe that when every Christian says yes to Jesus and gets born again, that they have the Holy Spirit indwelling on the inside of them, right? And so I used that demonstration. I had a cup of water. It was filled with water. And then I dumped the cup in the pitcher of water. I don't have the demonstration today. Go back and watch the message if you missed it. Amen. But it was not only filled, but it was submerged. Oh, I wish some pastors would do some word studies. Baptismo in the Greek, it means to be fully submerged. You are not only filled with the Holy Ghost, but you are surrounded by the Holy Ghost. When you got the baptism of the Holy Spirit, every devil in hell just starts shaking when you wake up in the morning and you can begin to pray in the Spirit. Because you know, I know the other thing about praying in a tongue is that the devil don't know what you're saying either. Devil don't even know what you're saying. The demon's just shaking in Bedford County. What is he talking about? I don't know how I'm going to send anything his way. How am I going to stop his destiny? How am I going to stop his purpose? He's praying about, I don't even understand what he's saying right now. And you are praying in the spirit and God is shifting and moving things and sending provision and sending things in your way. You're praying mysteries in the spirit that you don't even know not. Oh, help me, Jesus. The baptism is another level. You're not only filled, but you're submerged. According to the word baptismo, 
Apart from salvation, the baptism of the Holy Ghost is the most important and vital event that will ever happen in a Christian's life. Do y'all understand that? That the baptism of the Holy Ghost is the most important thing apart from salvation that will happen in a Christian's life. You want to know why? Because it takes you to another level. It takes your intimacy with God to another level. It takes your prayer life with God to another level. Jesus says, my house shall be called a house of prayer. And guess what? You're the house of God now. You need to pray. You need to pray in the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost and the edification of, of praying in an in a unknown tongue and praying in the Spirit, it builds you up. It strengthens your spirit. It encourages you. It edifies you. This ain't even my message today, but I'm helping somebody. I can feel it in the Holy Ghost right now. I'm telling y'all, we need this thing. You need this gift of the Holy Spirit. Here's the thing about that. I talked about this a little bit last night. The Bible says to earnestly seek the gifts. If you don't seek the gift, you will not have it. I'm not one of them guys that says if you ain't baptized in the Holy Ghost, you ain't saved. That's a, I think that's just a little bit far and some crazy stuff, if you ask me. A little bit of a heresy, but bless the Lord, you know, they can go. <laughs> but what I... What I'm saying is, it's, it's an extra gift. Oh, my gosh. We in the church, thank you, Kat. We need some help. We need some help. You need help. We're, we're going to read it here. He is your helper, and he is your teacher. You know, Jesus says, don't, don't be sending up those lofty prayers like religious folks and, oh, thou holy God thou art, and these and that. He said, some of y'all really just want to say, help! <laughs> we need help. The Holy Spirit helps us. The Holy Spirit helps us in our prayer life. And I'm going to talk about that next week. But the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It changes you. Like I said, I believe that those people who have not been baptized in the Holy Spirit, they are saved, just as saved as I am. They just need to seek something extra and go to that next level. God is a God of levels. I got a whole sermon series on levels. I'm going to preach it here one day. But God is a God of levels. Oh, you can have as much of God as you want. Don't the Bible say from faith to faith sounds like levels. The Bible says from glory to glory sounds like some levels to me. Man, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, it changes you. So I've talked about those two things so far, that the Holy Spirit came to bring you power. He came to baptize you in himself so that you could be fully submerged in him. You understand that's what the, the purpose of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It's to be fully submerged in him. It's not to have your tongue flopping around and, and acting crazy, although sometimes those things can happen. Like it came to submerge you in him. It those things happen. You need the prayer language, right? But it came to submerge you in him. That is that word, baptism, to be consumed with him. Your thought process begins to change when you're baptized in the Holy Ghost. You just can't stop thinking about God. Come on. So, like, I ain't baptized Holy Spirit Christians in the house today. I mean, like, come on. Like, like it changes you. It changes your thought process. You just can't get enough of God. You want to be surrounded by him at all times. You want to be submerged in his presence, in his word, in his glory, in the service of his kingdom. Come on, right? And we're going to talk about that and a few more things here later. But we really need to understand who the Holy Spirit is and his assignment in our lives, and why God has given us the precious gift of the Holy Spirit. From my initial text, 
It said that he is your guide. That the Holy Spirit is your God, and watch it. He'll guide you into all truth, right? And that he will tell you of things to come. That means the future. And then we have this verse right here that I'm going to read real quick. John 14, 25 and 26. If you could pull that up on the screen real quick. 25 and 26, John 14. These things I have spoken to you while abiding with you. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance what I have said to you. So here in the scriptures, we have the scriptures that tell us Holy Spirit is our God. And he has come to lead us into all truth. He has come to tell us about our future and get us to our destiny and get us to our purpose in life. He has come to help us and teach us all things. He has come to remind us about the words of Jesus. He has come to help us and bring to remembrance the messages of Jesus and the scriptures of Jesus and the verses that we read on a daily basis, right, and point us to Jesus. I feel like preaching a little bit because the Bible says that he is your guide. You want to know the thing about a God? A God can't take you nowhere that he hasn't been. Yeah. Yeah, there's some revelation here today. A God can't take you nowhere that he hasn't been. I don't want a God who hasn't toured the place that he's trying to take me around and show me things. I came to tell somebody today that the Holy Ghost is your God. The Holy Ghost knows your future. He's the only one that can get you to your destiny, hence destination, right, that God has for you. That's why the Bible says he will tell you of things to come, aka the future, right? He will tell you about the future and specifically your future that is wrapped up in God. Come on, somebody. He know, Who knows a man but the spirit of a man? And who knows God except the spirit of God? And it's in the spirit of God that is trying to get you somewhere. Come on, somebody. It's the Spirit of God that is cheering you on and giving you the power to accomplish what God has placed you for on the face of the earth. It's the Spirit of God that knows the career and job that you're supposed to have. Come on, and we're going to get real practical teaching in here today. It's the Spirit of God that knows your career and your job that you're assigned to. It's the Spirit of God that knows what ministry you're supposed to be in or what ministry you're supposed to serve in. It's the Spirit of God that knows the company that you're supposed to buy stocks in. It's the Spirit of God that knows what business you're supposed to start so that you can be blessed and that your generations behind you can be. Y'all ain't saying nothing this morning. It's the Spirit of God who knows who is supposed to be tied to your assignment and who is not. It's the Spirit of God that knows when it is their time to leave your life. We're talking about nine spiritual gifts over here in the next couple of weeks, but I believe that there's a tenth one. The tenth spiritual gift, as T.D. Jake says, is the gift of goodbye. Come on, somebody. Y'all stop crying about the folks that left you. I'm done crying about the folks that left me and abandoned me and hurt me and didn't appreciate what it was that I did for them in life. Come on, come on. Stop worrying about who left you because the Holy Ghost, who knows your assignment, knows who's supposed to be tied to your assignment too. What the Holy Spirit is 
has done it. He done you a favor. He cut some stuff off the tree. He did a little pruning that was going to hold you back. He did a little pruning the people that wasn't tied to your destiny and your purpose and the things that God has called you to. Who am I preaching to this morning? I don't know, but I'm going to keep preaching because some of y'all need to let some folks go in your life. Some of you got to cut the cord. Some of you got to cut ties. And the moment that you do, the Holy Ghost can take you to the destiny or the destination that he is trying to get you to. Man, stop crying about folks that left you. I'm done whining about folks that left me. And what this one did and that one did and how people abused me and lied to me and left me and abandoned me. Look, that's just what some people do. I almost got my feelings hurt yesterday. Almost. Almost. Because I woke up this morning with a revelation of that person ain't tied to my destiny. And I'm not going to let anybody take from me what it is that God's called me to do. And the moment the church of Jesus Christ can understand this, we can begin to walk in destiny and purpose and calling and anointing. Holy Ghost has done us some favors. The Holy Ghost leads you, guides you. That is your GPS in life. You understand that? We got technology nowadays. So we, let's, let's do it's analogy time. Let's go to class. The Holy Spirit is your GPS in life. The Holy Ghost is your GPS in life. He is the one who gets you on that path. Just imagine his voice being like Siri. Come on, somebody. Where's all my iPhone users in the house today? It's like, it's like Siri, right? The Holy Ghost. See, see what's great about that is, is the Holy Ghost is just like the GPS too. Because when you get off course, Holy Ghost will just say, make a U-turn now. <laughs> make a U-turn now. Oh, you made that mistake last week? Make a U-turn now. You made that mistake yesterday? Make a U- Oh, you looked at what you wasn't supposed to on the internet yesterday? Make a U-turn turn now. Turn around now. Oh, you got in a bad relationship? Just turn around now. You got connected with people that ain't tied to you? Just turn around now. U-turn. Turn that joker around because the Holy Spirit will speak to you and tell you when it's time to turn. He'll tell you when it's time to take a left. He'll tell you when it's time to take a right. He'll tell you when it's time to go to bed, he'll tell you when it, I don't, I, I ask the Holy Spirit just about everything. Yeah. Holy Ghost, what do I need to do in this situation? What do I need to do with this individual? What do I need to do with the church? How does service need to be ran today? Am I even supposed to preach? Lord, Holy Spirit, what is it that we are supposed to do? What is it that my family is supposed to do? God, what do I need to do with my family tonight? Is it devotion time? Do I need to spend time with them? Do I need to take them to do? Holy Spirit, what is it that you need me to do right now? we ever get off the path and we just listen to that voice we can get back on the path see God is so good like that see when you get off the path he still gets you to the destination if a GPS can do that 
Let me tell you, the Holy Ghost can do that. Come on, come on. See, God is so good that even when you get off the path, he's, he's so good that he's able to just work all things out for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. He might even put you on an assignment when you get off on a back street. Come on, somebody. He might put you on an assignment when you got to go to Walmart when you wasn't planning to go to Walmart. Like The Holy Spirit, your GPS in life, will always have you on an assignment. He's so good like that that he can just take all things and work them together. Who am I preaching to in this place? Because I came to lift you up this morning. I came to encourage you that if you will start listening to the GPS once again called Holy Ghost, he's trying to take you somewhere and where he's trying to guide you is into something and to somewhere. There is a destination. There is a calling. There is a purpose that he is trying to get you to. Trust your senses and listen to him and let him get you to where you need to be. I was talking with Ron Carpenter on my podcast last week. It was an incredible, an incredible interview. If you haven't listened to it, go check it out. Download, like, and subscribe. Thank you very much. Recovery to Recover podcast. But we got to talking about this because it frustrates pastors who actually read the Bible and know what the Bible says because we have these preachers out here that are talking about potential, they're talking about destiny, and they're talking about future, but they never talk about the one who knows your purpose, destiny, and future. Because if he shows up, it's not good for church growth. Mm. They never talk about the one who your purpose and your destiny is actually tied to, who your future is tied to. And, 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 and nobody's going to say it, but I will. With those pastors, please hush, sit down, take a seat. Because we need the Holy Ghost. We need the Holy Spirit of God. We don't need people telling us about our potential, our destiny, and our purpose without pointing us to the only person, the only force on the earth who knows how to get us to that point. We got to stop trying to pull destiny out of folks and talk about purpose and potential without telling folks the one who holds the key to unlocking those things. We need the Holy Spirit. We need the tour guide in our life to get us to the destination and what destiny is all about. Y'all understand that word, right? Destiny, destination. Do we understand that in the house today? Right. What is destiny all about? It's about getting you somewhere. Destiny is about getting you to a destination. If you're trying to get to a destination that God has for you, you better be listening to God to get there. That ain't complicated, right? That's like real practical, easy teaching, isn't it? It takes the Holy Spirit to get you to the destination that God is trying to get you to because your destiny and your purpose is tied up in him anyways. And so you might want to listen to him to get to that point. Watch this. I'm about to mess some of y'all up. Did you know that there are books written in heaven about your life? That there are books written in heaven about your life. Pull it up on the screen. Psalm 139. We're going to read verses 1 through 6, and then we're going to go down to verse 13. Verse 1 here. Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I get up, you understand my thoughts from afar off. You scrutinize my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all of my ways. Even before there was a word on my tongue, behold, Lord, you know it all. You have encircled me behind and in front and placed your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is too high. I cannot comprehend it. Skip to verse 13. 
You created my innermost parts. You wove me in my mother's womb. I will give thanks to you because I am awesomely and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works, and my soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully formed in the depths of the earth. Your eyes have seen my formless substance, and in your book were written all the days that were ordained before me, when as yet there was none of them. Let the awkward silence sink in. Because I'm telling y'all, your life has been mapped out by God himself. Hebrews 10 quotes Psalm 40, where Jesus says, I have come to do What is written in your book of me? I'm about to preach myself happy here in just a second. Because I told you a second ago that the Holy Spirit is your map to life. He is the only one who knows it. And what's the map to your life? It's this book that is written about your life. And Jesus had, if Jesus had a book, then you got a book. And if Jesus needs to do what was in the book, then you need to do what was in the book. Do you want to know how you do what was in the book? You have so much communion and fellowship with the Holy Ghost that you are simply walking out what is written in that book. You can't walk out what is written in that book if you're not in tune with the Holy Ghost who helped write that book because the Holy Ghost was with the Father in heaven before he was sent to the earth at Jesus' ascension. I'm doing some teaching right now. Like the Holy Spirit of God was with God when he wrote that book about your life. So you know what that means is that he's the only one who can help you accomplish what is written in that book. If Jesus didn't come here without a plan, guess what? You didn't either. Oh, come on. I said if Jesus didn't come here without a plan and he was just winging it, I came to tell you that you didn't either. Like Jesus came with a plan. Jesus came to accomplish what was written in his book. All the days of your life were planned out with God in this book. And I've said it before, aren't you glad we serve a God who's got a plan? Come on, somebody. Are you glad that you serve a God who's got a plan? So God has had this plan and this GPS roadmap that has been for your life, and it has been written in this book, and this book is in heaven. And Holy Spirit knows the plan, and he is your tour guide. That, that's how he knows what's in the book. That's how, that's how he's even qualified to be your tour guide in your life. Because he knows what is in the book. Communion and fellowship with the Holy Spirit, knowing his voice, knowing what it is that he's calling you to do is the only way to get to the place that Holy Spirit is wanting you to get to. Man, this is some good teaching. Y'all all right? We're getting back into chosen with some of this stuff. This is heavy. This is, this is actually some, some theological stuff that I'm talking about with y'all today. But pay attention right here. Watch this. The Bible says in Isaiah 46.10, watch this. Remember the former things long past, for I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is none like me, declaring the end from the beginning 
And from ancient times, things which have not been done, saying, my plan will be established and I will accomplish all my good pleasure. So God is saying one of the reasons why he's different than any other God on the face of the earth, little g, the reason why God is different than any other force, being, universe, God, principality, power, authority, one of the reasons why that is so is because he doesn't start a thing until he finishes a thing. Declaring the end from the beginning. Help me, Holy Ghost. It doesn't say that he's different simply because he knows it, but because he declares it. We all know what gets to happening when God starts to speak and earths and worlds can be formed and galaxies can pop into the universe. I ain't talking about a God who just simply knows it. I'm talking about a God who declares it. And when he declares a thing, it shall come to pass. Come on, somebody. Come on. Fortune cookies can tell you something about the future. <laughs> Psychics under the power of demons can tell you something about the future. I can look at your friends and tell you something about your future and where it's heading. But there is only one God. There is only one force in the universe that can declare a thing and it be such. And he who has begun a good work in you will see it to the day of completion. That ought to make y'all a lot happier right now. Like God ain't worried about your situation. He's seen every mistake that you've ever made, but he has already finished it. He has already declared that you, who he has begun a good work in, he'll see it to the day of completion. You're going to make it to heaven. You're going to make it to the presence of God. You're going to walk in your destiny and your purpose if you will just be in communion and fellowship with the Holy Ghost. It's the only way to accomplish it. He declares it. He doesn't just know it, but he declares the end from the beginning. It won't be a suggestion. Come on, somebody. It's not just a good idea that God had. It won't be a self-help book with nine ways to bless your future. No, no, no. It will be a plan and a future that will bless you. He has plans to prosper you, not to harm you. It will be a plan to have you blessed going in and blessed coming out. It's a plan to turn you from the head or from the tail into the head. It's a plan to turn you from the borrower into the lender. Come on, somebody. Y'all ought to be way more excited about this. I said God's got a plan for your life, and he already sees what end and now he is working his way backwards and that's why when he makes statements like that he can work all things for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose he's the only one that can make a statement like that and it even makes sense it's because he can weave it into your story because he's already finished it he who decreed he has decreed something about your life in heaven before you ever got here. That's why you'll see it come to pass. Why? Because he's already seen it come to pass. Your God lives outside of time and space, y'all. He created it. <laughs> That's a problem with so much of us in Christianity, man. We, we, we don't really understand the nature and the power of God. And sometimes we, we look at things with this filter of how we operate in life in it like god created time and space that's why the lamb was slain before the foundation of the world because it's already finished in heaven god 
God never starts a thing until it's already finished. He, he doesn't start a work in you until it's already finished. We just need to be in tune with the Holy Spirit, who is our teacher and our leader, who will guide us into this destination, this destiny. I'm almost done, y'all. Bear with me for just a couple of minutes. But let's talk about this, too, real quick for one second. Because Holy Spirit is your teacher. Holy Spirit is your teacher. One reason why some folks won't teach on the Holy Ghost is that because they want to be your only teacher. Oh, ain't none of y'all ever been in a church like that in here, I don't guess. So, some people, they don't teach on the Holy Ghost because they're afraid if they teach on the Holy Ghost, you'll have a revelation that you ain't got to have a meeting with pastor every single time that you need to make a decision in your life. Oh, y'all ain't never been to one of them churches before. But I came to tell you that the Holy Ghost is your teacher and you need to be able to have some sessions with your Holy Ghost. You need to be able to have some classes with the Holy Spirit and be able to let him be your teacher. Some of those people, they want to be the only voice in your life. They want to be the only circle of influence that you have. And it's sad because some pastors are intimidated because they can't stand it when an individual can actually think for themselves or when an individual can actually hear from the Holy Spirit. They, they, they have problems when people can hear from the Holy Spirit and prophesy themselves and, and speak in tongues themselves and, and know what job or what church they're supposed to attend on their own. Imagine that, that the Holy Spirit will actually teach you and tell you what church that you're supposed to go to and be a part of. Look, we at this church, I ain't into competition. I'm into the kingdom. Come on, somebody. Like, if you're called to this church, praise God. We're going to get you plugged in. We're going to be unified. We're going to serve together. We're going to love Jesus together. Watch this crazy thing. We're going to partner with other churches, and we're going to partner with other denominations, and, and we're just going to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ, and we're going to be the church. We're going to be the hands and feet of Jesus. I'm not into competition. I'm into the kingdom. I'm looking for the real people that know they need the Holy Ghost. Come on, come on. I said, I'm looking for some real people today that say that you know you need the Holy, Holy Ghost. Because if some of y'all think that I got revelation, you ain't met your teacher yet. Hey, I spend time with him. He teaches me. On Sundays, all I get to do is just share what he told me. At 7 o'clock this morning, I, I have never done this in my life. I did not have a sermon prepared until 7 o'clock this morning when I sat down with the teacher in that office. And the teacher began to speak to me. And he began to talk to me about what it was that I needed to share with you today. I came to tell y'all, he is your teacher. He came to bring you power. He came to baptize you in himself. He came to teach you. He came to show you. He came to grow you. Like Holy Spirit is the most important thing that's left here on the earth. Jesus is in heaven. The Father is in heaven. Holy Ghost is with you. He's the most important thing. We need to sit in the classroom with the Holy Spirit and begin to let him straighten some things out in our life. You want to know what else is great about the Holy Ghost? He's a lot more gentle, gentle than humans. I tell you what, it's a lot better when I get corrected by the Holy Spirit than when I get corrected by a human. It kind of hurts your pride sometimes when you get corrected by somebody. Come on, come on, y'all, y'all. Oh, come on, y'all. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Sometimes it stings. It hurts a little bit. 
It sucks when you have to get corrected by a human being. But sometimes, really, we need to embrace that type stuff if it comes from the Holy Ghost. Because if it comes from the Holy Ghost, really, it's going to be in the correct light, right? But Holy Spirit, he's such a, he's, he's such a gentleman. You know, that, that, that is, man, one reason why I, man, I'm te- we, we, we believe in the free will of God around here. He's a, Holy Spirit is a gentleman. He never just forces himself. That's why some people haven't been baptized in the Holy Ghost yet, because he ain't forcing himself on you. He's God. What he got to do begging you to, 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 to have an encounter with him or get a gift from him or go to another level in him? What, what makes you think that God's going to beg you to do something? No. If you want it and you ask him, he's a gentleman and he is going to come upon you and take you to another level. Jordan, come play, please. I had to add that please in there. Sometimes I just say, Jordan, come play because I'm fired up. And then my wife, she, she busts me across the head on the way home, smacked me in the back of my head. You didn't say please when you asked Jordan to come play for you. Yeah, she got your back, girl. But guys, the Holy Spirit, I'm, I'm, I'm wrapping it up right here. And I'm, I'm asking her to play. We're not, we're not doing an altar call today. I don't feel led to do that today, but I'm wrapping it up with this. The Holy Spirit is your teacher. The Holy Spirit is your guide. The Holy Spirit came here so that you could fulfill your destiny. Because until you have an encounter with Jesus, you say yes to him and the Holy Spirit comes and lives on the inside of you. You know, the Bible actually teaches that you're spiritually dead. You're not even alive yet. I remember before I came to Christ, I used to think that that I was living. I'm living now. I got peace now. I got joy now. I got lasting memories now. I've got a beautiful family now. I've got beautiful ministries now. By the way, you're all ministers. You're all ministers. Stuff ain't tied to the five-fold ministry. The Bible says that we're a gift to you for the equipping of the saints. You're the ministers. Y'all are going to reach more people than I ever could. Collectively. Y'all know people I don't know. You got family members that I don't know. You are ministers of the gospel everywhere that the sole of your foot treads. And God has come to give you power. He's come to give you anointing. He's come to point you into that destiny. He's come to lead you and to guide you through this life, to teach you everything that you need to know about Jesus. Jesus said he's coming and that he's going to, that Jesus had to go and he's coming. The Holy Spirit is coming so that he can tell you about me and so that he can give you the power so that you can face persecution. He's going to come and submerge you into my presence. He's going to come so that he can help you pray and not only pray, but pray in accordance with God's will and order so that you might speak mysteries, might speak those hidden things that are in God. He has come to unlock your destiny and your purpose and your potential in this life. He has come so that you can be a reflection of Christ in the earth, which is the point of Christianity, folks. We understand that, right? Holy Spirit came so that you could be a reflection of Jesus in the earth. Look, you don't know how to be a reflection and you can't be a reflection of him without the Holy Spirit. It was the Holy Spirit that enabled Jesus to do everything that he did. 
why would we think that we're anything different? Holy Spirit brings gifts. Holy Spirit brings supernatural thing and miracles that we see take place in services and in our lives. But there's also this practical side of him. We testified about it last night or this morning. Miss Crystal did. There were literal miracles broke out in this place last night. It was awesome. People got knocked out under the power of God, challenged, changed, weeping, repenting, healing. The power of God was all over this room last night. We didn't get to have it in the tent last night because of the rain. So there is the supernatural aspect of the Holy Spirit. It's alive and well. Trust me, you won't find another pastor that believes in it more than me. Operate in it, love it. It's awesome. But can it help us too? Holy Spirit can teach you the practical things as well. Holy Spirit's the one that leads you and guides you and, and teach you how to love somebody. Holy Spirit's the one that enables you to love the unlovable. Holy Spirit is the one who enables you to reach the unreachable. Holy Spirit is the one who helps you overcome the obstacles, the sin that so easily entangles you, that's waiting at your doorstep every time that you step out the door. Sin is just creeping at the door, just waiting on us as believers. Wants to trip us up. But Holy Spirit is what has come to bring you the power over those things. I want you to stand with me to your feet real quick as I pray this out. Holy Spirit is supernatural. It is his nature. It's who he is. He can't help but be supernatural because he's super, he, it's not natural. He's God, right? But he's also practical. Holy Spirit will help you in every angle and aspect of your life. And I want to encourage you and us as a church that let's, let's ask Holy Spirit about everything. Let's be them cuckoo Christians that actually lean on God and say, Holy Spirit, do you want me to do this? Holy Spirit, do you want me to take this job? Holy Spirit, do you want me to buy this car? Holy Spirit, is this car payment going to be good for my finances? Or, or should I buy a car that, that I don't have a payment? Can I afford this? Like, Holy Spirit, can you lead me and guide me in every aspect of my life? Because that's what he came for. It's one of the reasons why he came. He came to give you the supernatural power and all of those things. But he came to lead you and guide you in your life so that you can get to your destination, your destiny. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for your word. God, I thank you for your Holy Spirit, your precious Holy Spirit that leads us and guides us and teaches us and shows us how to love and gives us the ability to love and gives us the power to love and reflect you in all of the earth. Holy Spirit, your word. The word says that you lead us and guide us into truth and that you point us to Jesus, that you help us to remember the scriptures. So God, as we read, as we study the word, Holy Spirit, lock it in. Bring to remembrance the scriptures that we read and we study. 
bring to remembrance the words of Jesus that says love your enemy when an enemy approaches bring to remembrance the laws of sowing and reaping in your word God bring to remembrance the cross of Calvary and that you paid the highest price that we would be delivered from sin bring to remembrance the grace of God that we need that we can encounter when we make mistakes flood us with the grace of God Holy Spirit when we need the grace of God which is daily Lord bring to remembrance Holy Spirit teach us lead us and guide us Jesus we thank you for your work at Calvary the finished work of the cross then enabled the Holy Spirit to come into the earth and rest on believers. The reason why the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, that you're able to rest on believers is because Jesus paid the price for sin. And now that we're washed in the blood, Holy Spirit has a temple to dwell in. Thank you, Jesus, for your blood. Thank you, Father, for your perfect plan of redemption through the blood and the gift of your Holy Spirit. Oh, we love you so much, Lord. And we thank you. We thank you for the word today. Lock it in, Holy Spirit. Jesus, we worship you. We praise you, Father. We give you glory. We give you honor. It's in your precious name, Jesus, that we pray in the church said, amen. Amen. Did that help? Any- thank you for listening to the Recovery to Recover podcast. If you like what you heard today, visit BeTheBushMinistries.com or MiriamHouse.com to become a monthly partner or for more info about our ministry and what we are accomplishing for the kingdom of God. You can also follow me on Facebook at Caleb McCall or on Instagram at Pastor Caleb Mack. See you next week.